0: Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. I pray this week's sermon will guide you into a deeper understanding of the greatest news in the entire world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We value the local church at Central Baptist. So while we are thrilled that you are streaming this sermon, we want to make sure that this never replaces your commitment to the local body of believers. If you are in the Maysville area, I am personally inviting you to be a guest at one of our weekly services. Come and join us. I promise you will love it. We are a church committed to loving God, loving each other, and loving our world. So if God is using this to impact your life, please consider partnering with us in spreading the message of Jesus to everyone on the earth. I hope this message helps fix your eyes on Jesus and drives you deeper into the gospel.
1: Good morning, Central Baptist. How is everyone doing this morning? I really appreciate you all being here and, and, and just uh, just hanging out on this rainy, cold day. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, what a wonderful day to spend in God's house with one another. I wanted to thank you for coming out. Adam is off today, and, and naturally he's getting some little bit of R&R after the busy holiday season. So if you have your Bibles with you or a tablet, your phone with a Bible app, we're going to be in Matthew 5 this morning. We're going to begin about chapter uh, chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. I'll give you a moment to turn there. But I have a question for you this morning. Who loves Christmas? There are many people that think this is the season. They love the whole thing about Christmas. They love time off from work. They love visiting with friends and family. They love decorating Christmas trees. and And many of you... Uh, have more than one Christmas tree. In fact, you may have Christmas tree in every room of your house and you know who you are. They they, they love this whole season about decorating the Christmas lights, the, the whole wonderful experience that we have at Christmas. This past few weeks we've had wonderful times together. We observed the hangings of the green with beautiful music and and beautiful specials that we had. We had the lighting of the Advent candles. We, we decorated our church with wonderful things and and had great music. I love what the choir did this year. They, they really kicked it up a notch with the four choirs here and and you don't really even have to love choir music but you would have loved this. This was something that you didn't want to miss. And, and they really took it to another level this year. And I really don't think they'll be able to top it next year. Um, but it's just amazing um, what we can accomplish in this busy season that we've had at Christmas. You know, we had many times that you didn't really even think that you'd be able to get it all done. And my question for you this morning is, how do we keep this euphoria that we have around this Christmas season, and how do we keep it all year long? How do we keep this excitement and commitment in 2020? You know, Christmas is, you know, for us Christians, Christ, Christmas is like our Super Bowl. It, it is the, the highlight of our Christian faith. Outside of Easter, you know, it is like this is the Final Four, and, and Christmas is like the Super Bowl. But, you know, how do we contain and how do we keep this excitement for the service we have for God? And how do we keep this going all through the 2020 season? Because a lot of us, you know, we, we love Christmas time. We love all the things about it. And then after the Christmas season uh, happens, we kind of like fall off a little bit. And, and we want this excitement that we have for Christmas. To go through all the season, all the months, not, not fall off a bit. In fact, I was watching a commercial the other day and they were talking about the flu season and, and how the flu season uh, is upon us. And, and, and it was a commercial and talked about roughly 49 million people will get the flu this year, this flu season alone. And, and I, my mind started to think about what would it look like If our excitement for God was as contagious as the flu, can you imagine millions of people excited for Christ? How is the flu spread from one person to another? It's by some form of contact, either direct or indirect. I think that we are very comfortable with an indirect approach, but we need to be more comfortable with a direct approach as well. Today we are looking at the sermon that Jesus did and and it was called it's the famous sermon the sermon on the mount and and Jesus talks about two things that we as Christians are really asked to be in in, in our everyday encounters with each other. And and in the Bible we're going to look at chapter five, Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. And we're, we're going to look at what he has to say. And this is directly from Jesus' words and, and and lips and how he's sharing what he would have for us to be in our life. And if you would just take a moment, and we're going to read Matthew 5, verse 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven let's have a moment of prayer our most gracious heavenly father we thank you once again for giving us this opportunity to be in your house dear lord we ask that your spirit move freely among us this morning we ask that you open up our hearts and minds that that we may just get a gleam of what you would have for us in our life. Dear Lord, we ask that you give us a passion that burns deep within us. We ask that you give us this, this time to come together and, and, dear Lord, break your word apart that somehow that we can be what you would have us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. A recent uh, Facebook, Instagram post asked its readers to reflect on the following question. Name the five wealthiest people in the world. Name the last five Heisman Trophy winners. Name the last five winners of the Miss America contest. Name 10 people who have won the Nobel Prize. Name the last 10 World Series winners. As we sit and realize that we don't know the answers to these questions, Another set of questions are right below this and they ask, list a few teachers who aided your journey through school. Name three friends who have helped you through a difficult time. Name five people who have taught you something worthwhile. List a few people who have made you feel appreciated and special. Think of five people you enjoy spending time with. The point of this post, the people who make a difference in our lives are not the more, the ones with the most credentials, the ones with the most money, or even the ones with the most awards. The people who make a difference in our lives are the ones who show care and love toward us. You know, coming to Christ is like a, a chain with many links. There are many influences and conversations that, that come before a, a person's decision to convert to Christ. There are, are many people who know the joy of being the first link at times. Most of the time, we are the middle link. And occasionally, we are the last link. God has not called us only to be the last link. He's asked us to be in the middle most of the time. And and sometimes it is just part of that, that conversation that we have in passing, whether it's in the checkout line at your local grocery store, or your mailman, or even the person you work with that you casually see up and down the hallways. Many times, we are asked to be that mental link just to make people aware that christ is out there sometimes on many occasions it's just a word of god bless you or or many times it's you know how are you doing you know a lot of people wear their emotions on the on on their face like a, a dirty shirt and you know when they're having a bad day and sometimes those people just need some sort of of encouragement, some sort of assurance that, that, that you care about them. And a lot of times that's how people are one to Christ is when someone reaches out to them, someone that shows an interest in what's going on in their life. You know, Jesus is talking about that we are called to be salt of the earth. And, and I think that's what he's asking us to be today. Have you ever seen someone out there that is struggling in their personal life? It may be someone that you know, it may be someone that you can see or hear or think about, but you know that they're struggling in their life. you know that they are sometimes not gonna ask you for a prayer? They're not gonna ask you for support. But, you know, Jesus is saying here, you are the salt of the earth. And and so when we think of salt, we tend to uh, think of a fairly cheap spice that we keep on our kitchen table next to our pepper. If we recall our high school science, uh, we may remember that it's a compound called sodium chloride. But at this time that Jesus was talking to the people around him, they would have thought about salt and they would have recognized its two major properties, one being flavor and the next preservation. Jesus seems to be saying that those who were in step with God would make the world a more joyable place by enhancing and communicating God's goodness. And as Jesus pointed out, if his followers were to lose its saltiness, they would no longer be effective at protecting and amplifying God's goodness in the world that they are around. You know what salt does? Salt creates thirst. You know mm-hmm. one thing that you do if you you go to a mall, and I know we we shop at the the, the Fayette Mall, and, and and as soon as you get out of the food court, there's this thing that it's this little Pretzel place that they they have there, and you can buy pretzels uh, that are by the cupful, and and they're covered in salt, and you know that you know you'll buy a cup of that, and and before you get to the uh, through the first store, and you've consumed those pretzels, you know you're thirsty, you're you're dying of thirst, and and that is. Uh, a thing that they they, they they get you because all that salt starts to make you thirsty for something to, to quench that. I want to ask you this morning, are your conversations, are your people that you're in contact with, are you making them thirsty for God? Or, or are you just more uh, keeping the conversations to, you know, how's the weather? How's the your local sports team. We're even more comfortable sometimes talking about politics than we are talking about our Lord and Savior. You know, I, I want us to think this morning that we have to be intentional about our meetings. Sometimes when we go out that we we forget that we are on uh, the field for Christ. That when we're when we leave the church and we leave our homes, that we are on a field to save people for Christ. We have to be intentional about our our meetings and and things that come up. There are many times that we have to be prepared. I know I I passed a a co-worker in the hallway and and this this person is not saved and and they are definitely um, a person that doesn't know Christ and, and he sneezed and I said, God bless you. And, and, and naturally, he asked a question that I was not prepared to give. He said, why do you say God bless you? And, you know, it, it took me back for a moment that I, I, I didn't really know what to say. And, and it's just a natural uh, reaction. And uh, that when I was growing up, that was a polite thing to say. But at this time, you know, he was asking me, why do you say God bless you? You know, and I've heard stories about people saying that, you know, this is when you sneeze, that your heartbeat uh, skips for a moment, and, you know, you're saying God bless you for the heart to, to stop, um, uh, to come back to life for a moment, and, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I do believe that he was searching to ask that question, why do you say, God bless you? I think God, the Holy Spirit is, is working on his mind and, and so forth. And he's curious about uh, what God does. Or he wouldn't have asked a question. You know, another thing that that salt does, it makes things taste better. It's a flavor enhancer. Salt naturally enhances taste by intensifying certain flavors. And it decreases flavors of others. Salt has this unique ability to make sweet things seem sweeter and diminish the impact of naturally bitter things. Are you making people's lives better each and every time you come in contact? Are you making their good times even sweeter by sharing the God's gospel and letting them know how blessed they are? Are you also helping them in their time of need when they've lost a loved one or they've lost a job or they've lost certain things in their life and, and they're struggling. And, and it's amazing when people are more receptive to God and God's knowledge and, and God as, as a being that's in control when they're at their very worst. Would you say that, that they are better every time they come in contact with you? The people you work with, your hairdresser, your grandkids, the kids at school, the people that that you meet on an everyday basis, or maybe it's a neighbor that you 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 just generally wave at when you're leaving the house. I truly believe that God puts on us a, a burden for everyone that we come in contact with. I believe God really speaks to us about certain people i think god has put a spirit within each of us within each and every one of us someone that does not know him that we should have a burden for on our heart there is something that you have within you that says this person talks to you this person speaks to your spirit and that's, that's from God. He's, he's telling us. He's giving us direction. And it's our job to, to react on that system, that, that react on that calling that He has for us. Think about the people that are around you that God is calling you to, to, to be salt to. Another thing that, that salt can do. Have you ever salted something too much? Have you ever over salted the mashed potatoes and and you know you make that, that that face when you know when you've added too much salt and how bitter that can be? H- have you ever tried to make it less salty? You can't do it, right? Salting has this effect on on food that it has an everlasting uh, effect. Once you've salted it, it can't go away. What I'm saying is that, even though you may not realize that you're having an impact on, on people's life, when you're salting them, when you're putting that salt into them, guess what? It's everlasting. It will not go in vain. You may never see, you may never, may never know the, the, the feeling or see the fruits of that, but you're adding salt to their life. It may be five years, it may be ten years, it may even be fifteen years or at their deathbed, but they will remember that salt. I love to see, uh, you know, small kids when at the ocean and and, the, and they go out into the water for the first time and, and you know what they do? They, they forget to keep their mouth shut when they're in the ocean and all of a sudden, you know, that ocean water gets in the mouth and you can just see the expression on their face like, Ugh! you know, you see that and you know that that salt, you know, many times you want to go out and just scrape your tongue on the sand to get that taste out of your mouth because it is so, uh, it's so big and that flavor is so strong that, you know, you just see that face uh, that they make and it's so cute about how they, they do that. And, and, and many times, you know, that's how we should be with people in, in our life. We should have that effect that, you know, they remember that. I want to ask you this morning, are you being salt in people's life? You know, another thing that salt does is it preserves. You know, no one in the first century had freezers. So if you wanted to preserve meat, it had to be cured. You know, it, this was done by drying and salting it. And, and Jesus seemed to be telling them that, that they were to help preserve this world that they lived in. You know, when you preserve something, you make it last. You know what the shelf life of salt is? You know, it's a natural ingredient found in both land and sea and has been here since the beginning of time. It has been used for flavoring and food preservation for ages. You know what? I bet in our cabinet, we have had salt that we've had there for five years. And guess what? If I opened it today, it'd still be salty. It would still have its flavor. You know... This, this thing has to be used and preserved for ages. Who are you preserving today? Who are you making last? You know, one of the things that we have to be as, as Christians today, we have to be real. We have to be authentic. People are naturally drawn to someone who's authentic. Jesus also gives us a warning in this verse. It says, it is no longer Good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under a foot. You know, he says, if you're not being salty, if, if we as Christians aren't being made salty, if we're not being salting people's lives out there, he says, we're good for nothing. We should be thrown out and trampled underfoot because we're useless for his kingdom. You know, we have to be uh, wary of this consequence, this warning that he's given us. We're all called to add salt. We're called to be on mission for God in this world. No, he goes on and talks about light. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Have you ever been around town or in your home when the electrics went out? It's amazing how dark your house can be without a light. I know we had a candlelight service here during the cantata and it was amazing how dark the room was and until the very last song and, and we, we sang Silent Night and, and naturally we would take one single candle and that one single candle would, would light all the other candles in the room and it's amazing how well lit this church can be when all of our candles are lit. Can you imagine what our church would look like if only one candle was lit? Wouldn't put out a lot of light. But it's amazing when we all work together and, and we all of our candles are lit Now all of our things are are pulling together, how much of a difference we can be. You know, that's why it says that a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Are, are we that town that's built on a hill, are, are we not being hidden? In our community? Are we not being hid in our world? You know, people have to be able to see the glorious change in our lives. We must be different than the world. We are to be in this world, but we should not be a part of this world. See, one thing that the world doesn't need more of, the world doesn't need more religious people. The world needs more real Christians who go through real pain. And real crisis points, but pull through the power of Christ, and by the power of Christ that that we can handle whatever He sends our way. You know we are called to be light for a reason. You know it's amazing how much darker our world is becoming each and every day. And and as Tessa did their children's sermon. To this morning about a flashlight and and how the flashlight didn't have any batteries and didn't have the power that it needed you know it's just useless but it's amazing when you put those batteries in and 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 you you power up that flashlight how bright it can be It can shine out I want to ask you this morning is your light shining is it is it bringing light into a dark world and I, I know we're all very busy and I know that That there are times when uh, we we forget about what we are called to do. But as we kind of finish this year 2019, I think it's important for us to to go into 2020 with a renewed vision, with a renewed purpose of, of what we are called to do. You know, we are to be the light in this world. You know, and if we put effort to this, our light cannot be hid. There's no way that, that this world will, will dim our light or put it out. You know, many times we just have to act, talk to God about the people that that are before us and, and the people that He's put on our hearts and say, Dear Lord, just let me be that light. Let me be that light through my actions and my words and, and my deeds. Let me stand out among the crowd. You know, whatever it is in your life, whether it, it is a, a neighbor or a friend or... Or a co-worker there are someone that that we need to pray for on a daily basis and 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 when you're praying you are sending the holy spirit ahead of you you are making the road straight for our words to have impact many of us came to know jesus as a result of someone shedding salt and light into our lives there are many times that our sunday school teacher or or a neighbor Brung us to church and prayed for us. Maybe it was a grandmother or a grandfather. Or or maybe it was our parents. But many today don't have that. We we have to go into this world that that we are to be uh, on mission to share salt and light to people who who may never have that opportunity to grow up with a, a family that is caring enough to bring them to church. As we close this 2020, I want us to... To, to be different than we are in 2019. I want us to think about, you know, how we can do something different. You know, if we plan or if we don't plan, our plan is going to fail. You know, failure to plan is a plan to fail. We have to be this person that is out there with an intentionality. If you're intentional about your contacts, you know, it's amazing what God can do, you know. It's it's really going to be. We are called to be God's hands and feet. Are you God's hands and feet? If you are, dear Lord, we ask that you just, just uh, we we're going to pray and and just have a time of of just self-examination on on who you are, and and how you can draw closer to Him. There are many times in our lives that that we just get so uh, just inundated with our world. And the world is designed to keep us from our mission. The 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 devil and Satan, he's all-powerful, and, and he thinks if we can get so busy that we can forget uh, that we are called to be salt and light into this world. So as, as we close out this year, I, I hope that one of your New Year's resolutions, and I'm not sure if you... Are one of those people who write, make a list, and 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 hope to to to, to make it through the end of January with with all those goals. But I I hope this year that one of your your things that you want to do is is put you being more effective for Christ on your list. And I know if you if you pray about it and you ask God for it, He will give you that. He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, that's the only way that we're going to make a difference in our community. we that's the only that's the only way we're going to make a difference in our family. That is the only way we're going to make this, this community, uh, the, the east end of Maysville, a different place. This is the only way that we're going to make our city, Maysville, a different place, is us together being salt and light. Remember a few moments ago I talked about how, how well our, our church was lit. You know, I feel like when we work together, we are the people who are putting our light on a lamp. And and we're putting it for all to see. And it says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
0: Let's pray. God is inviting you to be a part of this story he is writing throughout the ages to come. He is offering salvation to you today, which is your invitation to the rescue God offers. You can embrace the rescue of God by simply admitting your need to God, asking Him to forgive you, trusting in Jesus alone to rescue you, and following Jesus Christ, the King of your life and faith from this day forward. If you would like to give your life to Jesus, go to God in prayer and confess your need for Him and that you choose to follow Him. If you have chosen to follow Jesus, please let us know. We want to continue to pray for you and to send you some resources to help you to grow in your faith. Well, I hope you enjoyed this sermon, and I look forward to seeing you in person at one of our weekly services. Could you do me a favor? Please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cbcmaysville and share or comment on the things that we post, because it helps others to hear about Jesus. God bless.